Hey there, tape heads. It is time to make us a mixtape. I'm Marty DeRosa. I'm Paul Farvar. And we are going back to the time of dial-up internet. Hopefully you have enough of those AOL CD-ROMs. Uh, I think it was called Blue something. That was Kmart's free internet. And you had their little uh, thing at the bottom of, of like sales and stuff like that. I think it was called like... Blue, blue Light? I keep want to say like Blue Line, which is our train here, or Blue Streak, which is a movie. But it was something blue. And uh, we are talking all about the wonderful world of Napster. I would download a whole bunch of songs on Napster. Paul, you weren't a Napster guy. Different, uh, different experience altogether okay. uh, for myself. Uh, okay. I'm going to tell you, uh, Napster, I was a very anti-pirated music. Were you scared? Did Lars from Metallica scare you? Wasn't he, legal he did issues. me. I thought I was going to be on a list. I, I thought... That it was a downfall of the system. Uh, I bought into the argument th- that Lars m- made from Metallica mm-hmm. that it's killing music. Yeah. Also, at the time, I was a purist where I thought all music, iTunes, everything was uh, the quality of the music wasn't as solid as if you bought it on yes an album. And if CD. you remember, a big gripe of uh, Metallica's was unreleased tracks were coming out that yes. they didn't want to come out because those weren't the album versions. Different mastered copies. Which we'll get into in my mix. Okay. But here's the thing. I bought into the argument so much so because I, w- I was uh, just going into law school and mm-hmm. it I saw, uh, you know, working for entertainment lawyers as a clerk and how, all the arguments that everyone was making is this is going to ruin the record industry. They and were I, aware. What's that? They were aware. Yeah, and I was I was afraid of that because that was my whole goal was to get into that industry yeah. either as a musician or as like a you know high profile making it rich that's uh, right. A and R guy. Sure. And uh, you wanted to take those bands out for dinner. Hell yeah, I wanted to do coke and uh, and oh, see all that. Speaking stuff. of that, if you want to hear, about... <laughs> I thought you were like, I got a new coke dealer. No, <laughs> that's not what I meant. But you were talking about signing bands and stuff. If you love hearing about music scenes that uh, become popular and get infested with A&R people trying to sign everybody. Happened in Seattle. Happened everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Pick It Up is a new ska documentary oh, or dear. a skockumentary. Skockumentary? How would I say that? Anyway, it is, a, it is a documentary available on Amazon Prime. It's about four bucks worth every penny. If you like it. ska. I, if you, if like you don't Scott, like Scott, will you still want to watch it? Or if you're interested in music, you could still watch it. Okay. And I think you would be like, yep, because I mean, it just talks about like, hey, where were these bands uh, that were kind of silly and we knew people thought we were silly? And then all of a sudden, like, No Doubt and Sublime got real huge. And then they came to town and signed everybody. And Cut, then same thing we see everywhere. Every Rinse and repeat. There's no go. originality. AR people come in and they say, there's do carbon copies. Yeah. When John Mayer got big, all. All the singer songwriters I was working with and playing in were like, "This is this is what's this mm-hmm. is going to happen." Chet Johnson, all that stuff, and it's just no originality whatsoever, no no ability to think outside the box, which is also why the industry was killed. Um, sure. To the, I bought it in so much to this that uh, ASCAP BMI, who are the music publishing companies, had a uh, had a. Um, you could win a thousand dollars. I think I said they had like a narc line, and you could tell on people who are using Napster. <laughs> I call like, the cops this guy Marty in Indiana using Napster. Uh, you, they were looking for people to write articles about it in in law schools. Yeah, and I wrote an article that was the record industry is going to be just fine. They've they've bounced back when sure, cassettes came in. Sure, and I found it cleaning out my parents' house. I, I won. I won that contest. Cool, but ninety nine percent of it. Did you really in the long run? <laughs> no, no, everything was bullshit. 
we know accurate. we know Paul and I know from being music insiders uh, and listening to the ongoing history of new music podcast. Yes, he did great his episode. nine episode nineties ep, uh, nine part up nineties episode, and this was the the reason why your computers used to come with that CD drive. Yeah, uh, was to install hardware. It was just easier and quicker. And then somebody goes, "What if I pop my CD in there?" And they were like, "Oh shit!" And then you know, I remember there were some CDs you couldn't put in. You they, couldn't play it. You even. couldn't play it or whatever. Audio Slave was one of them. Um, or you couldn't down. They had they created uh, the inability to burn CDs. Yeah, Audio Slave was one of them. Now I will say, uh, and this kind of reminds me. So some comedy clubs, uh, if if they're booking a comedian for the weekend, let's say it's Marty's Chuckle Hut out in, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, West Virginia. Sure. And I'm bringing I'm bringing Paul in, and I'm real excited. And Paul's going to do uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, I don't want you to go do another comedy show. That's the, the that's the yeah. that's the philosophy of some comedy clubs. Radius clause. Others will say, do your show, man. If people like you, they'll come see you do more time at the at my club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of these Napster songs that I loved, I ended up buying the CDs. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, the aforementioned Scott on this or none at all because. I always bought those. I always felt like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to change. Like I don't want to scam these guys. You know, kind of like you made the decision before you downloaded or after you downloaded. You know, there were some stuff where I was just like, or if I did, I'm like, I'll get this like you know Buck Nine song, but I know I'm going to buy the CD. Mm-hmm. So, and or I would be like, who are these guys? I'm buying this CD, which happened with a lot of these too. So, if in a perfect world, that mm-hmm. would be if everyone did that, we'd be in a different Absolutely. place we are today. Unfortunately, people that grew up a little younger than us, um, who were only exposed to Napster, sure, were like, oh, music is free now. All and the time. then, and then it would get to the point to the point too. And I'm talking because most ska CDs, you know, whether you're buying them at shows. Or at, you know, even like a Best Buy, they were all like eight ninety nine. Yeah. You were never gonna get like past double digits for a Ska C D or a punk C D or a lot of the indie bands and stuff like that. But it, when it came to a point of like, oh, this is sixteen ninety nine at the mall, it's like oh, I'm not buying that. Yeah. You know. Well that's where that's before Napster. Uh, that's when you go to like coconuts and those bigger retail stores, mm-hmm. CD prices were rid- ridiculous. Sure. And that, and that was part of the problem. But, but all that aside, that's a, a, another podcast for another day. Yeah. I just miss the wonderment and magic of Napster where you had dial up internet. You would hope to download a shitload of songs mm-hmm. and just go to bed at night and then wake up the next morning. And you're like, wow, some of them went through. I've got the dismemberment plan. You are invited slash Marty's <laughs> first song. On his mix. There was no return. Oh, hold on. Let's get the beginning of that. Well, let me pause that for one second. Let me just clarify to the listeners. Yes. I uh, did, in in honor of this (laughs) In honor of his paper, Did not make a mixtape. This is just mine. This is Marty's We're going to go through his. And for the to be consistent, we're nothing if we're not consistent on this podcast. At the time when my friends were, were sharing... Napster mm-hmm. uh, burns and everything. I refuse. Would to you play throw it. those burnt CDs with I Sharpie out of the on your car? They there was a site where you could burn your CDs into the, yeah. the collective of the yeah. group. I was like, you guys have to buy these wow. CDs. And I only just got, like with your books. Yeah, there's something you got a mental problem. Paul also <laughs> won't let anyone. I understand you don't want to let just anyone borrow a book. You get Joe Schmo off the street doing this podcast, and they're like, "Hey, can I borrow that that Mick Jagger book?" <laughs> I get it that you're like, "Nah, I don't give out books," but me. You're just like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. If I like, like the book, I want you to buy it. 
This is this is how we. How are. do you feel about libraries? Uh, you know, uh, I don't have a strong opinion because I think they're doing a service for people like you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but what about C? <laughs> what about yeah? You can get you can get CDs and, and movies at the library. Yeah, which is and that's fantastic. and that's fine. I, I understand that now. All right. But. First song. You are invited by the dismemberment plan. Got it in the mail one morning. There was no we'll uh, we'll kick this back on when it really hits high gear. So why was this? To me, did you know who Dismemberment Man was before this? Dismemberment Plan. Uh, it was one of those where I knew to check them out. Okay. Because they were starting to pop up on. I'm, there might have been another song of theirs on a compilation. Uh, and that's another way that I would hear about songs back in the day. CDs. Compilation yeah. CDs. And it's funny Big in that in that Scott documentary. Uh, they were talking to uh, the guy from the Suicide Machines, which is one of my, uh, that first album, unbelievable. And uh, they were just like, if anybody was like, hey, we're putting a compilation, they got a song, they'd be like, even if it's like a demo of a demo of a demo, they're like, yeah, 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 we'll be on anything. Just and, get their word out. And he's like, you always knew at a concert, some, especially if they were the opening band, someone said this, and like, that compilation song came on, you could feel the crowd kind of like, That's the only a little thing bit more, because they're like, oh, you're the guys from the Vans, you know, Warped Tour compilation or whatever do you think that that happens to uh with the comedy too where you release a joke or someone you know laugh Mm -hmm. factory puts your thing up and you notice that it was one of your best jokes or whatever but now people know it from downloading it and then you can see the people in the audience like hitting their friends being like i I know this song maybe yeah maybe what do you think of that do you think it's uh like doing your hits, you know, when you're yeah. like, what's your new material? Yeah. Do you have that? I mean, it's different with music. Comedy but. music are so different in that right. sense. But I, I think like if, if people are, but it's that same thing of like somebody will see you do a joke on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and then go, oh, I want to see more of this guy. Yeah. But it's different with with music. People want to hear yes. it again with comedy. Like, I already know this. Do you like how the song builds up here? It's like starting to build up a little bit. Here we go. Oh, no, it's still more. This really takes a while to kick in. We're past two minutes, and this song has not really kicked in yet. <laughs> but when it does, I feel like it's just so worth it. And it's what a weird song. What would you categorize song. this song as? What kind of music? Like math rock? Yeah. Here we go. I figured you'd like this part. I did like it. This could be like on the same mix as like Hum, you know, Stars well, by Hum. He kind of sounds a little like Cake too, like it rhymes oh, with okay. Cake a little. Kind of that effortless singing, mm-hmm. yeah. Effortless or not yeah. trying, yeah. and a good song to start it off with, yeah. I think. So you knew about them, uh, or you knew about them, but you didn't yeah. have anything of theirs. Yeah. Did you end up buying more of their music as a result yes. of Napster? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, Paul. Okay. Yes, I no did. No further questions. Thank you very much. <laughs> but do you understand, like, I mean, for a kid, I was, you know, I was a fucking 22-year-old kid. I was like, I don't want to see this thing that I love get destroyed by this Sean guy, Sean Parker. What was his name? Sean? Sure. Something like that. Something like that. I mean, to me, it's like, do I wish there was still, a, a, you know, a Borders down the street? Yeah, I'd like to pop in there from time to time listen, and look listen. around and yeah. sit around. But it's like, am I buying? Am I going to be buying CDs? No. I mean, these people will be buying records now. It's, it's too bad a lot of these places couldn't hang hang on for, you know, 20, 20 more years because then people would buy records. What but, was the last uh, CD that you bought? You know, I think we've talked about this before. I can't even remember. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was My Morning Jacket for me. 
Yeah. 2008. It, it could have. It was probably. Uh, I mean, it, it's safe to say it was like an Alkaline Trio CD. Um, but I don't know because that was another thing where I was like, there were a couple bands where I'm like, if they're gonna keep putting these out, I know I'm still gonna get it on iTunes or whatever, but I'll still grab the physical yeah. copy or whatever. Because uh, that was smart too. Like people who were trying to figure it out, like there is an Alkaline Trio CD where they put a second DVD in with the CD of just like bullshit concerts, you know, footage and, and backstage stuff. Which is, but it's like you had to start giving more value for that for that CD money that people were just kind of like, you know, gonna not not buy anymore. Yeah, to you have to incentivize why why they should buy it as as opposed to just burn it. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what that started happening in the in the aughts. But. Yes. Now, one of the things that I loved about Napster was uh, there's a lot of and there's like I think the Onion AV Club did a fun article about like songs that you thought were by a band, but actually it's like no, that was Puddle of Mud. It yeah. wasn't Nirvana. Right. You know what I mean? Like I love that, but also I love because of Napster. Yeah, they because it was labeled as Nirvana, right. and it was like I don't think Nirvana wrote "She fucking hates me." Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Kurt checked out before then. But anyway, but one of the things that I loved was uh, cover songs. Love cover songs. Amen. Love acoustic versions of songs. Love cover songs. Agreed. And uh, my next song is a uh, cover song by uh, a band that I really really enjoyed. Bought this CD, not this CD. Bought many of their CDs. Uh, not this one. And uh, this is, <laughs> I think this is like a weird CD. It might have been all, a bunch of stuff, whatever. Uh, Fountains of Wayne uh, with a cover song that uh, I think you'll all know if you were around in 99. Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know that something wasn't right here? Oh, baby, baby, I should have you go and now you're out of sight show me so this was on an album then yeah okay so out of state plates the one the one that um the one thing i did use napster for or what i would allow when my friends were doing the cd swaps was there was a cd out there uh or a, a burned version of all the napster stuff which was all and i don't know if it reached indiana but it was all covers that were not released anywhere, oh, or okay. the underlying beats from like Beck or something. Okay. So it was like it got. I know. I know it came around twice where two different people gave it to me, and it had like the underlying thing for the ah, Beck cool. songs, and then it also had that gin and juice uh, cover. Um, the, like the like bluegrass one. one. Yeah. Oh no, the boys. Uh, in the, are the, the boys of the hood? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who was that? I forgot now. I don't know. Now we're gonna be in it's trouble. It's like not weedus, but not not. Weedus, but what's funny? You know what I mean? What's funny about that um, was um, on that same disc, and, mm-hmm. I, and this is full circle, was where I first learned about Ryan Adams because uh-huh. somewhere on that list of Napster songs was "Come Pick Me Up." Okay, and I was like, well, "What is this a cover of?" And the love affair be- began. Oh, my so indirectly, Napster created that dynamite thing. hack. Is that who you I say it is? I think so. I think it's Dynamite Hack. Huh. I could be wrong, but I think uh, as a music insider, I think I'm correct. Dynamite Hack. Dynamite Hack, it. Boys in the Hood. Dynamite Hack, 2000. Boom. White indie rock band covering NWA's Boom. Boys in the Hood. And I definitely you are an downloaded that on Napster. 
Yeah. For sure. Well, that was the, yeah, the, the, my friend, I think John or Colby had, had sent that to around and I was like, fine. That's what's up, John or Colby. <laughs> Colby Payne, John Starman, shout out. Yeah. I mean, breaking laws. Cause it's like, I'm sorry. I'm probably not going to be into any other dynamite hack songs. Maybe I will. Maybe it won't. But it's like Weedus, Teenage Dirtbag, that. I still love that song. Uh, American hi fi flavor of the week you know that one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her boyfriend he yeah, don't know anything great. about her like a lot of those songs i was like i dig this but i'm like you're not gonna buy the whole now nah. what i would do is i would get the the big song just like itunes and then it's kind of like well, what's the next big song and if i didn't like that i was like eh, it's just a napster yeah. song fair and enough i know you're you know your deal but it's like so i would have bought the single you know <laughs> i would have bought the single of american hi-fi flavor of the week there needs to be or uh that one i played you um fuck zebrahead playmate of the year yeah. where he's like let's grab a sock it's time to run it's like oh jesus but i but back then i thought that was so cool that's the thing and uh and that's and you're right i mean all those things are like it gave you an opportunity to listen to stuff and unfortunately the record industry fucked itself by like sure. so many shitty out i mean so many times you'd go to coconuts oh and yeah we've talked all about it money. all the time yeah. now what do you think about the idea of a, a really good band earnestly playing a like bubblegum pop song. If they're doing it, yeah, I have no problem with like, that. Like, do you want to hear Radiohead sing Hot and Cold by Katy Perry? <laughs> I don't know about that song. I got some wonderful feedback, by the way. Really? People were really in my in my corner for Hot I have, and Cold. I haven't seen it on the... On, Mul- oh, by the way, we forgot to mention PaulMartyMix at gmail.com if there you, you want to correct Multiple us. people were like, really? don't listen to Paul, that song is a banger it slaps it's a certified stunner how old were these people i don't ask people's ages i mean i do <laughs> no i it was, oh, it was on just, emails it was just uh, a couple it was like a facebook message Fair enough. a text here and there I, I, I just i had multiple i was like oh wow I, like if i hear feedback from the podcast one or two people i'm like oh, okay but it was like it was just a shocker even me. more than uh than regular huh. fair point but yeah. i uh i do think that i do like to hear like this one, I really liked. I, I like the fountain. Mm-hmm. Well, I love fountains of Wayne. Uh, but I that's that thing where you you had you know, Dynamite Hack doing Boys in the Hood. Right. This uh, a little while later, you get Johnny Cash doing uh, so many covers. Right. Right. Um, but I I just think it is, and I think it's like a lot of these bands. It was like you got to have your '80s cover, or you know what I mean. It was like well, a that lot was of the them. system. You and you then would it do was a like, cover. Oh, you can cover something that's out right now? Like, brilliant. The, the, uh, we talked about the uh, system that we created when I was doing, when I was in bands or managing bands, I'd say, find a song 10 to 15 years or older, different genre, make yeah. it your own. Yeah. And that, and we've talked about that on those, po- well, those songs. Well, like. you don't want to hit with that song. You don't want to hit yeah. with that first song. But it's enough to give you, get people your attention and be like, okay, sure. You like that. For Fountains of Wayne, though, I think this, they were already established. Well, already. this was, they had Stacy's mom, and everyone's like, yeah. okay, they're a one-hit one. No, not Stacy's mom. Uh, they had, I don't know if it was Stacy. they sync to the bottom with you. They they were a band who like were kind of like, ah, oh, they're goofballs. Then they came back like Critics Darling with that interstate yeah. managers or whatever, and then they went a little poppy with like the Stacy's mom and stuff like that. And then we still, uh, Matt Trufke wants to do a, he had a mixtape he sent mm-hmm. us of only Founds of Wayne. Only Founds of Wayne. When, and, his, and, when he passed away. Uh, my girlfriend Sarah, her, her uh, she works for a, a Belgium tech company, and one of the managers loves 
Weezer and Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. And always is like, hey, here's that's me and, a good me yeah. and my friends playing. And it's like that. That's a specific. There's, you know, that's like a specific it's not genre. Math rock, but no, it's, like a, it's gentle uh, alternative. Adult, adu- adult contemporary yeah. alternative with like a tinge of punk of when it really when those guitars really get loud. Yeah. That was the thing too with that uh, with that Sky documentary. Um, there was a lot of bands that were like, we never said we were a ska band. Everybody just kind of lumped us in with them or whatever. So uh, that happens. Uh, my next song coming up. Yes. This is one. This 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 is one where uh, I saw the video on JBTV, which was a Paul doesn't like JBTV. I love JBTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, local video uh, video show. Jerry Bryant. Jerry Bryant looks like Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling fan, so he's already cool with me. Uh, but anyway. He would play videos on Wednesday and on the weekend, I think Wednesday and Saturday. And uh, I would always just put in, a, put in a videotape and hit record every week. And uh, this was a real cool song. And then I shot over to Napster and got it, loved it, and then bought it. So here we go. Brand Van 3000, Drinking in L.A. Hi, my name is Stereo Mike. Tickets to the Brand Van concert happening this Monday night at the Pacific Palisades. Uh, you can all roll in if you uh, want to answer a couple of questions. Uh, mainly, what is Todd's favorite cheese? Uh, I can just call this and say it was a form of rock for. Is this that underlying beat? Is that um, is that from some? Is it a sample from something? Because it sounds. Very... I couldn't tell you. Okay. Couldn't tell you. What did you think of the song? I liked it. Okay. Definitely so so like far that. we're okay. Um, yeah, I mean, iffy on nothing. My plan. No, nothing has offended me so far. Well, I should hope not. I, I, I definitely. This is on brand for you. Okay. And I like the fact that, you know, Paul, me, let's see, 1999 me would be like, okay, you did the right thing. You listened to it and then you purchased it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. I, I think that's a good way to go about things. That's that's what you should do. You should support the arts, <laughs> not borrow people's music. Not sure, borrow but also, book. but also, isn't it? What am I? How am I more supportive? If number one, well, you're an influencer now, I, so it's different. This is just 1999 <laughs> to 2000, Marty. I'm I'm just trying to make my way in the world. What gives me uh, more points in Paul's mind? Number Paul one, now or 1999, Paul? Either one. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's just say. I really like this song, Drinking in L.A. by Brand Van 3000. I get it on Napster, and I'm like, man, I like these guys. Oh, what's that? They're coming to the Metro. I will see them. Uh-huh. Versus, oh, yeah, I like this. I'll buy the CD. Oh, you can go see them live? Nah, it's, it's okay. Huh. I'm putting more money in their pocket by going to see them live. Am I or am I not? Your you Honor. Your Honor, <laughs> I pose that question to you, Your Honor. 1990, currently, I would say either is a great thing you did. Uh, I would say you're supporting the arts. Mm-hmm. You probably went on their Instagram page and liked them as well and all that stuff. So you're getting the word out, especially oh, okay. as a music influence. 1999 Paul would be like, you're fucking over their record company. And that's why Britney Spears has got a number one album and Buffalo Tom yeah. does not have a record deal. And Wilco loses their deal okay. because of you. And I'd say, fuck you, Marty, 1999. That's okay. what I would say. Okay. And then yeah, I would like- call the cops on you like, i will this say this burning. if like if let's say we all went out drinking one night back in uh 2001 yeah and jeff tweedy was at the bar and we all started talking and hanging out and i'm like we're gonna go to this other bar i'll drive 
and I just have a mix CD on, and then all of a sudden a Wilco song comes on, I might be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you feel bad, right? Oh, cool. How'd you get this on here? How'd you hear about this song that hasn't been released? It's a third version that uh-huh. we didn't want released. Well, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? It's like the, the mastered copy. But no, I mean, in all, I understand the argument that you're helping the band itself, but sure. you're also fucking the band over at the time. Again, argument is made. Yes. Different model now, but that those labels had to drop those bands as a result. And uh, I'm trying to break your heart by Wilco covers that. You look at that year, 2000. Yeah. So many great bands. Agreed. No one was no one was burning Britney Spears songs on Napster as much as they were all these amazing artists. So yeah, if you think about it, because what Britney had an album, it was probably at Walmart. Oh, for you're like just under the assumption that everyone bought it. I'm under the assumption that the people that were buying the pops and and here's another thing. It goes back to when we did the uh, what was the year where we looked at the uh, like 1999 or something the the. The top 1,000 was just shit. Yeah, the recent 99. Because all the real songs were being downloaded illegally. Think about it. Okay. Like you weren't. Wilco never made a made it on those lists, and uh, Ryan Adams wouldn't make it on those lists because sure. Whiskey Town was his band at the time because of people like Marty 1999. Well, you know what? That was a a young impressionable boy on my gateway. I feel like you're still defending him. <sighs> I, st- I feel like you haven't learned your lesson. I'm not proud of everything I've done, you know. <laughs> Let me. Are you one of these? Do I? Do you pay for porn, guys? Uh, that's a good question. And uh, I thank you. I did at one point in my life, and I stopped. But over quarantine, my friend, uh, who was a former porn star, and I had a discussion, and I asked her. I said, "Where are the where are the places?" The I best should, places to go. Yeah. Or and then she told me which guy, which ones that fuck over people and. Uh, and don't. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, and I just threw that out there. I'm, I'm. Yeah. I obviously. But that's a recent. That's a good argument, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you you come up with great uh, arguments and all the time, and I'm okay with it. Um, you know, look, you're 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 a hundred percent right, and I know you you defend the artist, which is great. I appreciate that. So, what are you gonna do? All right. So the next song on the list, uh, and this is kind of in the spirit of Napster, not available on iTunes. Mm-hmm, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. check Spotify, which I'm dabbling in Spotify. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, we'll talk about Spotify another time. I'm not against Spotify, yeah. but I, I th- that brings us to another point where people were there was pause. There was um, people that were doing Spotify and spreading free music too yeah. in a way. Wow. But um, that was a different story. But this artist that you have coming up, yes. Now this is an example of how Napster helped artists. Good. So, uh, well, I want to hear how because I, I didn't. This is okay. just the, this is a one-off. Well, let's play. Uh, let's play the song. I just fast forwarded it. Venus. What did you have? Venus fifty-five by Red Wanting Blue. There's a live version. No, the oh, only version got, of oh. on iTunes is live. This is a studio. Well, the people that have are playing along at home have the live version. Or go to YouTube, which is yeah. what I did. This is just one that was on a CD. I think that my friend Rudy made, and I was like, I of like Napster this. songs. I like this a lot. And, uh, you know, the, I always, whenever, do you ever have songs that you think of together? Yeah, of course. So, it's mostly based on my mixtapes where I'm like, yeah, oh, this is coming up. Because it was like this and that, because this is a, a long song. Even just the, the album version, this is uh, five minutes. Okay. But this would always get paired with that. Uh, uh, crazy game of poker by like E M E A R O A R O A R. 
of a revolution. I finally looked it up one day. I'm like, what did that stand for? But those were just paired together. Similar sound. Similar yes. genre. Yeah. College um, rock. But yeah, these guys are still going strong. And I, it was wild because in the video, obviously, 20 years ago, guys, uh, fresh, fresh-faced, you know, just good-looking, uh, kind of a punker dude. And yeah. now they're like a little more, they got the beard. We've aged together. They've got the beard, you know, he's got... Uh, little hat on he's kind of embracing his uh but yeah this is great what do you think of this song i, I like them and i and, and it's funny because they were peripheral to what when i was in the music industry at the time they were a band from ohio that we were swapping shows with in chicago with the bands i was playing in and managing um and they were they were naps or helped them because you couldn't get their music on itunes or mm-hmm. something at the time so it was. It wasn't like today where everything's on there. Back yes. then, it was a little different, and they they would just throw their music out there. It's like, hey, if you like the OAR, that's what they would do, and the people would get exposed to them. I actually we opened for them twice, um, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember where it was, but I know in two thousand eight, we uh, Chris Burley band opened for them at the Covey Bear. Okay, because I just went through my emails and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, we confirmed the show. Nice. Good guys. Uh, a lot of times when you work with bands like that, they could be complete assholes, but mm-hmm. not, not the case with Red Winding Blue. I mean, there definitely were bands who probably were pretty popular in Napster and then got signed from that popularity. They signed to a label. Or they got their name out. Yeah. Because you know? there are a lot them. of bands who are just like, we don't care. Our stuff's free. It's up there. Right. Uh, there's multiple bands. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head who are just like uh, everything we have is available online well what happened what people come see us though that's what we really want you to do or buy a shirt the way the record company worked around this later was they called they would do what's called a 360 deal which was they would sign the band but they would take a percentage of all their stuff their merch their 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 show booking everything good and bad because then they're like hey we don't want you to tell people to go steal your music free Mm -hmm. but if you do we're getting a pay. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna get the we're concert. Gonna, Marty, nineteen ninety nine, who went yeah. to the concert instead. Yes, would also the the label would be able to survive. Okay. So okay. these are things that they would do to evolve. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, this is this is one of those things where free music, free exposure, uh, helps the band. YouTube probably helped these guys a ton too. Sure, but I mean, well, this is not one of those examples. I was gonna be like, well, did this you? Is, this is off some other dudes. Did channel. you buy their album? Did you ever buy any of their albums? Never did. Hmm. I honestly Did you see him in concert? No. Okay. I don't even know. But you really like this band. I saw a video of them playing this live at the Red Rocks on YouTube. Um, I like this song. I think I might have gave a couple songs on their chance and I just didn't feel like nothing captured this. This is not uh this is not uh I don't think it's completely Marty material. In, I would not consider this a band. This song? No, the band. Yeah. They're kinda like along the lines of what something Sarah would listen to, your girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Red Wanting Blue was a... Uh, even back kinda, in ninety nine? Sure, I they would look s- like bands I would see. I You're looking know. at a video where they like slick themselves up for, uh, for the concept, but they were uh, they were a college band. In fact, they were on that uh, soundtrack that I was the music supervisor on too, called Winter Break. Went straight to video, and uh, they were they were like uh, this, these bands that were like grassroots rock bands, college yeah. rock bands, yeah. like uh, OAR. Jason Mraz came out of that genre too, so. Not not your typical hmm. uh, Marty, Indiana Marty. Were, was were you in Indiana in 1999, or had you uh, moved to a little Indiana, Indiana, a little Milwaukee? Milwaukee, okay. Um, but you know, okay. I <laughs> dug it. I dug it. I liked it on my uh, 
I liked it on all of my mixes. It was a it was a go to. And uh, but like you didn't I said, buy the music. You didn't see him in concert. You watched a YouTube video. Uh, yeah. I rest my case. Okay. Well, the next band. <laughs> I definitely went to a whole bunch of concerts, bought a bunch of albums, saw them live, saw them on YouTube. Got their tattoos. Got their tattoos. Now, this is another interesting one, and we had talked about one of the issues that Lars from Metallica had with Napster. For those that don't know, Lars from Metallica was very anti-Napster. He was destroying the music industry. Yes. He was the spokesman for the record record industry, recording industry. I always loved when he would go on a show with Chuck D and they would argue and Chuck D would be like, man, you're just, you just sound like such a millionaire. Entitlement. Like, yeah. There was a lot money, of money. It's my music and my money. They're stealing from yeah. me. And the other band, the other Metallica, members of Metallica were not like him. How Metallica in this day, do you think they would have got not quote unquote canceled, but like, I'm really surprised that people were so cool with them being such outspoken critics of people were pissed streaming music a lot of people were pissed and they were suing their fans yeah they were going after people crazy it was such a bad look for the recording industry so uh i haven't had an alkaline trio song on here yet yet and uh i felt like this is a perfect napster song to put on here and i'll play it and then we're going to talk a little bit yes i have questions this is blue in the face by alkaline trio which version is this uh, this is just the version. Okay. This is this. Is, it's an acu- It's oops. It is acoustic originally. It's acoustic originally. Yeah. It's not like a thing like that. Uh, oops. <laughs> Sorry. It might sound just a little different. I wanted to play the original version, which is on Good Morning, uh, not Damnesia, which is like an acoustic album. They did an acoustic cover of an acoustic song. Don't ask why. But it is the original. It's about time that I came clean with you no longer fine. That raspy-ass Skiba voice. You like that? I'm no longer smooth. I thought that I so. This song I really like. Okay, it, it is. I, I don't like Alkaline Trio typically, okay. Okay. but I'm not like I'm not like sure. anti. I'm the way you feel about Counting Crows. Sure, but I really enjoyed this <laughs> song. <laughs> well, you should. Okay, on. whatever. Sure. So my point is, I that, razz your berries. Correct. <laughs> that sounded different, but um, my point is that this is such a good song. But I do want to point out two things about this okay. song, and I want to play you a ooh, song ooh, ooh. to close it out. Go ahead. What I have a different. Well, hold on, not hold on, and all that because. Let me explain. This is not the version of this song that I love. The version of this song that I love, let me shoot on over again well, to... this version sounds like a song by, okay. called... Uh, and, and the way that they... The version that you first started playing more yeah. so, the guitars are up front. Okay. So they, however they mixed it and mastered it, it's very in your face. And uh, and the strumming pattern and the vocals coming in oh, shit. is, uh, is <clears throat> a lot like the song Parachute by Guster on okay. their first album. Play a little bit of it. And, and it. I'm going to. So. Oh, Jesus. Sounds good. Paul plays a little rough here. I wasn't planning on doing this. Interesting. And I know you don't like Guster. I don't know. Amsterdam. I like Guster. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like. Is that their like? Yeah, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girls. Wow. So 
okay. very similar okay. feel. And I apologize to you mm-hmm. listeners, but we didn't. Pl- I didn't make a mix, so I didn't t- plug in my uh, now phone. The the version of this song that I love, I got on Napster, and it's available on YouTube. The only way I know how to find it is on YouTube, uh, and it is "Blue in the Face" electric demo. Check this out. Now we're talking. That's the same song? Oh, listen to this. Listen to the drums. (laughs) How good is this? It's a totally different song. Totally different. That's why when I hear that, I'm like, I don't know, man. They might have just slowed it down and it happened to sound like that. I love this version so much. Yeah, I, I like the other version much better. This crushes. The other version I actually put on my mixtape. Yeah. For my my personal list of songs. So. And the, I like the. What do you think of the lyrics? I think the lyrics are pretty great. They're pretty cool. I mean, I didn't really. I didn't they really like follow. to sing about like death and stuff. Yeah. And it's blue like, in the face. It's cool. It's real cool. Um, yeah. I mean, this is this is not. Well, this is more like the Alkaline Trio that yeah. I picture you getting tattoos to. But <laughs> the other version is the one I liked, and and it was really funny because when you sent yeah. it to me, I, I, I stopped and I looked at, at the list. I was like, that's Alkaline Trio. I was so confused. Yeah. I was waiting for a part to, like, it was going to get all fucked up. And sure. It didn't. So, but this, if you sent me this, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. Oh, cool. This is Marty. And they, they, I they, do like this version they too, do though. play it this way at shows from time to time. They'll play it fast. Do they play the acoustic version at the end if they don't? I, I mean, just picture them coming. Well, back they out they're, they're, they had second a, encore. They had a. Uh, uh, oh, cool! I just looked over and uh, they have a whole uh, Good Morning M O U R N A N G uh, demos. They have a whole album of demos. Hell yeah! I'm gonna be listening to that later. Well, here's the thing: Do you think that? Um, this is like a joke that a con- that I'm not done with that someone posts. I get it. I get it. And it's not <laughs> cool and I shouldn't like it, but I fucking love this. I like this song, but here's it's funny, if I heard this version before you sent me the other one, I would have yeah. been I would have dismissed this as, as Alkaline Trio. Like Interesting. not angry, not yeah. like just the way you feel about certain bands, but because I got to hear it stripped down and how beautiful it could right sound, here, it's better. Your coffin or mine. Get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, to me, it's just like when I heard this, I was you, like, whoa. Is this what got you into? Did you get into Alkaline Trio from Napster? No, or were you already no, into no. them before? I was already into them. From and a, you bought from a their compilation, music. bought everything. Okay. Now, what I will say. Why is this on the Napster mixed? Because when I was waiting for that new album, I was always checking, what do you got new? What do you got new? And a lot of times, too, if it's a, a newer band and they don't have a whole lot of material, it's real easy to see a new song. You're going to spot a new song or a cover song. And I was just always, it was one of my go-to Go-to. searches. Alkaline Trio, Alkaline Trio, Alkaline Trio. And then this popped up as a demo, and I'm like, this has got to be one of the new songs. And, man, if that that would have that song would have helped that album so This much. version, you mean? Yeah, big time. But we I think maybe really they were trying to expand that. their uh, their base to. Oh, for sure, they were changing their crowd. sound. We were getting yeah. into the era of them really changing their uh, their crowd or their sound, and and you know to the you know dismay of their 
fans mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. in some cases. But I mean, they wanted to grow as an artist, and it, it's totally fine. Yeah. When did you get uh, your first Alkaline Trio tattoo? I only have one. What are you talking oh, about? I thought you had My two. first. No, <laughs> just I don't know. Around like two thousand, sometime around two thousand one, maybe. Okay. So it was bef- after Blue in the Face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was in, man. I was in. All right. Fair but it was enough. one of those where I was like, oh, these aren't all my favorites, but you know, what are you going to do? Okay. All but right. hey, that was the world we lived in. It was Napster for good or bad, Paul. It was who we were. I've evolved. My opinions have evolved, although I still hold true to supporting your artists whenever you can. Yes. Um, I agree. I agree. And I feel bad. Uh, my buddy Colt Cabana, who's a pro wrestler, he would put out. Uh, documentaries that are real good and they're still available if you go to coltmerch.com mm-hmm. he's got and he did one uh, called the wrestling road diaries and he would always he went say, a whole episode without talking about wrestling by yeah the way. and he would impressive. always say like hey you know don't don't steal this I'm I'm a little guy steal from the big guys if you want yeah. but don't steal from me right and um, there would be multiple times we'd be at wrestling conventions at at the table and people would come up and just give them 20 bucks and be like I'm sorry man I stole your I, I found it <laughs> online and I stole it so and I it's, apologize it's funny that uh, sometimes people come to show especially during the quarantine yeah. they're like here just split this among yourselves yeah. like, just throw us cash I'm like just take a shirt you already, you already paid for it there you go like nah i don't want to wear that shitty shirt well paul that they don't say a, that about me though that I'm was sure a, a crazy episode and i'm gonna leave us with a song crazy game of poker <laughs> the crazy game of poker. how did i forget this this is like love it or not it's just i this reminds me of just like drinking in someone's backyard in indiana when the song whenever the song comes on oar ah what a time to be alive yeah this is a weird version nah man this is the version Anyway, please continue to to watch this or listen to us. Uh, and if you're getting this on Napster, you owe us money. <laughs> Paul Marty makes at gmail.com if you want to chime in on anything we've said or done wrong, or let your us know thoughts your Napster, Napster hits. Yeah. I don't know. We don't need to know your thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah give yeah. us your list. Just say see if, if I'm wrong. Did you feel guilty or not? Yeah. Uh, did you end up buying the artist? Feel guilty. Yeah. But yeah, let us know your Napster hits. Uh, your Napster routine. Again, I would load it up and go to bed and hope for everything on there. Uh, I just love Napster stories. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's been the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Tune Paul Farvar. Marty DeRosa. Keep this has been real. Make Us a Mixtape.